Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, you amazing human. I'm Casey Berglund, your host for the Purpose Map podcast and founder of Worthy and Well. And today's episode is with friends, guests. You may know them. You may have heard their voices before if you've been tuning into the Purpose Map for quite some time. Dana and Shana of De Luna are human design experts and are here to join me in conversation about some of the deeper aspects of human design. So if you're brand new to this system that helps you to come into alignment with your unique blueprint, then you might want to first go back and listen to how human design can help you come into alignment with Day Luna. That's one of the early episodes on the Purpose Map. You may also want to listen to their podcast, the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where they share a ton of different bits about this wisdom system. In addition, trusting that you're exactly where you need to be is a great option and trusting that the wisdom will land that is perfect for you right now. We talk about new paradigm leadership in this episode. What is the new paradigm? What is this evolution of consciousness that we're moving towards? And how can we be leaders in this space? What does that even mean? What does it mean to be purpose-driven? What what does it mean to live in alignment with purpose? You might be uh, delighted to discover that We talk more about a leaned back, you already know type of perspective around purpose. And of course, there's lots of let your body lead and embodiment talk in this episode. Embodiment is the way of the future. And according to human design, you find your unique authority or decision-making process by way of the body. So there's so much that we dig into so much more deconditioning, healing, the traps of healing, and also one of the most important frequencies for this new paradigm to be ushered in. Enjoy this episode and I'll check in with you at the end. What I want to know is like, as it relates to human design, what part is your energy like excited by moving toward, you know? Yeah. Ooh, I love that question. Um, for me, uh, it's the new paradigm. New yeah. paradigm is just, it's exciting, but also it's just really real. Like it's really, um, we all feel it right now on this mm. collective level and we're in it right? We're in this crumbling. We're in this intense ass energy where it feels on some days so overwhelming and like shit's fucked and we're all going to die. And then on other days, like, oh my gosh, life's magical and amazing and I'm limitless and I can manifest the life of my dreams and like everything's energy and I'm God. Like, right. We have these two polar 
energies that we're all feeling on a collective scale, even if you're not that consciously aware of, um, you know, energetics and how things are working in that magical energy. We're all aware of these just extreme polarities right now and the level at which we all get information right now. Like in a split second, I can literally look at my phone right now for 10 seconds in this podcast where we're meeting virtually and sharing information from across the world and learn something like that somebody across the world is just going to tell me. And so the rate that we're getting information and this energy that we're all feeling with these polarities, it's like this new paradigm that we talk about in human design. It's almost like back in the 90s when Ra was talking about this, it was like this very like, so far in the future thing, Mm -hmm. almost like this magical thing that's going to happen. And like, what is it going to be? But now we're in this place where it's like, we feel it. This is real life. Things are intense. We're overwhelmed, but also we're being liberated in so many aspects of our life at rates that are just like thousands and thousands and thousands of people every single day. So it's um, incredible, but and exciting and also scary and unknown. And all of that is wrapped up into our human experience. So I'm really fascinated with talking about the new paradigm, uh, vibing with the new paradigm, like the frequency of it, and just even um, feeling like tapped into, okay, honoring my design. What does that look like? How do I fit in this puzzle piece of of life as we all, as a collective, usher in this new paradigm as our consciousness shifts as a collective. So Mm. it's kind of, that was kind of all over the place, but that's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm vibing. I'm curious two things. One, what did Ra actually talk about is the new paradigm? And um, for the listener, Ra Uruhu is the founder of human design, the creator of human design, a system channeled through him, uh, which is kind of mystical and wild, et cetera. So I'm curious, like, what did he talk about that the new paradigm would be? Like, how would you define it? Mm. And then I'm also curious about each of your perspective of like your intuition around what it what it is beyond what Ra said. Yeah. So Ra um, said that in 2027, we were going to be entering this new paradigm where um, basically the structures that we currently have are going to crumble and greed is going to crumble and um, power over is going to crumble. And it's really going to be all about the individual and power to um, really honoring, you know, who am I as a unique individual? What are my u- unique individual needs? And, you know, Ra Ruhu, he was here to be shocking and shock us out of complacency. And this was back in the 90s where we weren't talking about at such big scales or seeing at such big scales what it looks like to be your own authority and to um, be a unique individual and what that self-love really looks like. So he talked about a lot of scary shit for 2027, you know, um, that it's going to be every man for himself and that, um, you know, children born after 2027 are going to seem to have like autism because their emotional center is actually going to be so much more defined in the their emotional intelligence will be so different than ours that um, that we won't really understand them. 
um, because it's just going to be like a different way of communicating. And there was just a lot of like shocking things that he said to kind of get people to wake up and be like, okay, wait, what? And we don't necessarily subscribe so much to the fear side of it. We're so grateful for Ra and we, um, we love his teachings, obviously, and we get so much out of it, but it, it is a different time right now. Um, and it's really feeling into, okay, what does it look like to be a unique individual and how can we show up in this individualized way as a collective? So there's so much that I could say here, but one thing I wanted to add was that, you know, we've been in this paradigm around building structures and community and, um, listening to outer authorities, whether that is your work or God or religion or um, kind of like this, you can't sit with us energy of my country is better than your country or my sports team is better than yours or my church or religion is better than yours. Or, my family is whatever. And we're crumbling those, that like power over kind of energy. We're crumbling those structures and really saying, okay, I'm a unique individual. What do I need? What is my authority telling me and being my own boss and still holding space and understanding that you are your own unique individual and what are your needs? So in the same breath, you know, when we when we talk about this, like kind of what Ross said of like every man out for himself, really that in that same breath of like, what do I need? When you have that awareness, you also have awareness that you're not then saying, well, now I'm better than you and I'm an authority yeah. over you. So it is kind of like, yes, every man out for himself, but in this like high vibe way of I take care of my needs and I hold space for you to take care of your needs and I'm not going to tell you what to do and vice versa. Um, and it doesn't have to be so scary. I think that we're seeing that now with our sexuality changing and everybody having very individual sexuality with our, um, you know, our needs and our work with our daily routines. Like there's so much coming in with how we are owning that it's okay to be a unique individual and you're not going to be like uh, pushed out of your community for it or pushed out of your country for it. Um, that's really the shift that we're seeing. And yes, there are definitely places where that's happening, but that's part of what's crumbling in this time in this new paradigm. Yeah. It's almost like we need to see the old paradigm in amplified ways in order to watch it fall. Yes. Yeah. Or to or to fight for, or um, maybe fight for isn't the right <laughs> language there, but to, yeah, I'm going to use it. Fight for the new paradigm. It's like you need to see the old paradigm, the contrast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's not like we're going to wake up on, you know, January 1st of 2027 and be like, wow, everything's amazing. My family completely accepts me and we're all unique individuals and everything's okay. And I have my dream job and whatever. It's like the crumbling has to happen. But at the same time, there's like this big rising. But Dana, what would you say in this space? Yeah, you know, this conversation is really about our evolution of consciousness. And human design is not the only system or prophecy that has spoken about these evolutionary shifts and these kind of global um, astrological shifts that influence and help us as a humanity evolve and grow. So when we think about evolution, we think about like the physicality of like, you know, evolving from a monkey into a human, but we are evolving all the time. And right now we are evolving really quickly. But it's all happening on this kind of like frequency 
consciousness level. And so this evolution into this new space, this change into this new space, um, I really like to believe that there is a high vibration side and a low vibration side. And the old paradigm that we've been in, because of the kind of global cycle that we've been in, the highest expression of the old paradigm was building structures where everyone could come together and we could have these big communities where everyone was being fed and everyone was included and safe and people weren't, you know, just dying alone in the woods because we had this community structure and these rules to provide for people and to keep people safe. So there was a high expression of the last kind of um, cycle that we've been in. And there also was this low expression. And moving into a new paradigm, I think we could easily talk about both, you know, the high expression and the low expression. And it's up to us as individuals to go on our own evolutionary journey and to become our best self so that we can choose and create the highest expression instead of the lowest expression. So that's one of my big practices is really envisioning what if everything in the future is amazing and what if we can put our greatest minds to answering questions around climate change and what if we can really awaken one by one and create more love, more harmony, more unity, more understanding for others. And as far as like the first question you asked in this conversation, what is my like thing that I'm drawn to the most right now in human design? It's actually been seeing my friends and family and the people around me know each other's design and start meeting each other on this level instead of at a party hearing people say, what do you do for work? Like, I don't hear that question anymore. I hear people say, how do you learn? What's your profile? Oh, I learned through trial and error. I love that you have a one line. Like, this understanding and meeting each other on a different level is so inspiring to me. And I think that it's really time to take radical responsibility for the fact that our souls came here to usher this in and to always do our best to be the high vibration that we want to emanate and support in this kind of global change. Mm. Yeah, I love that so much. It's so interesting. Um, I had a, a client recently share with me that she listened to the episode that the first episode that we recorded together, which was you two interviewing me on your podcast called Let Your Body Lead, right? Mm-hmm. And her mentioning it made me go back and listen to it like two weeks ago. And it was from two and a half years ago, you know? And you both just like drilled into my chart and also showed how like what I was talking about with letting your body lead was so aligned for me from my incarnation cross perspective, et cetera, et cetera. And it's fascinating to me how like the overlaps of letting your body lead, what that means is you are a unique individual with your own authority. (laughs) You know, embodiment Mm -hmm. is like bringing awareness into the body. Letting your body lead is following your own unique authority to make decisions and find your purpose-driven path. And part of part of like that work has been about like the fear for people is like, if I'm my own unique individual, I'll be different from other people and I'll get kicked out of the tribe. And when I hear you both talk about the new paradigm and when I reflect on like my experience, understanding wisdom around like embodiment and letting your body lead, it's like so the opposite, because when you fully own and embrace and love yourself there's this space that's created for other people to own and embrace and love themselves. And there's a capacity to hold the difference in that in the most beautiful, fucking loving way. So like Dana, when you talk about going to a party and being like, oh yeah, you learn by trial and error. Cool. I learned by like doing my research behind the scenes, et cetera. The like reverence for the difference in my mind is 
so exciting. And just like yeah. you, Dana, I see it in my friend groups where we're we're kind of like, holy shit, we can hold space for anything because yes. we've done our own work and we know who the hell we are and we love the shit out of ourselves. <laughs> like we've done yeah. the deep healing, the, you know, in human design, you guys would call it deconditioning, et cetera. And obviously that's ongoing, but it is amazing. And like what a message needed for a time where we also see such division and separation, et cetera. It's always fascinating to me to like have people in my world like the two of you and honestly, all of my closest friends who I think hold the frequency of the high vibration of we're unique individuals and we get to be ourselves and disagree and love each other. And to me, that's like a that's unconditional love, right? Yeah, absolutely. That is so as you were speaking, I had chills on my whole body because it's so true. And I think that real divisiveness works best when it's a big two groups, us versus them. That divisiveness works really well. And when we are each individually feeling from our soul, every, you know, 8 billion people on the planet, divisiveness can't exist in that much variety and colorfulness. And the truth, the truth of our nature is that we are all designed to be harmonious, right? And there's this fear that's been programmed into us that if every single person is unique and has different beliefs and is doing different stuff, it'll just be absolute chaos. And that is not true, right? When you look at nature and you see all of the different flora and fauna that all do their amazing, unique, individual thing, and that's what creates collective harmony. When everything is homogenized, that's what creates destruction. So we can always look at nature as our reflection to see like that is really what we're doing. And the really interesting thing, kind of what you were saying, Casey, is like the more we are empowered in our true individualism, like actually coming from our own inner authority, our own soul-led feeling that we feel through our body. When we have that level of individualism, it actually automatically connects us to oneness. That mm. is the road, the path to unity, to seeing yourself as the universe, living as every other person. And that's kind of ironic. Like It's not maybe how you would think it would go, that yeah. the more you are in tune with your true self and shed those stories of the things that you're not and remember who you are, naturally, it brings you to that core foundational truth of like, I am everything. I am life. I am every person. And so we have this, even this fear, I think, around individualism, because right now we're seeing individualism like in a false sense where there's still like a group of people that's sort of programming those people to think that it's individualism but they're not actually connected to their own innate wisdom in their body mm. yeah when like even with that example of nature right it can be so tempting to let your mind or your ego slip in to say like okay so everybody be different like you go be an ant and you go be a leaf and you go be a tree and like we need to have variety here so that way we're a thriving ecosystem but it's like, no, like you can't tell an ant to be a leaf because you need more leaves or like, you know, you you have to allow people to tune into like, OK, what is my body want? What is my unique individual expression and my authority leading me to? And that is just my truth. Like there is no right or wrong. There is no judgment or like this is needed or not needed. And our mind wants to label everything as good and bad or black and white or whatever, high vibration or low vibration. And the more that you can just say like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just focus on me as an individual. What is my truth? What is my body leading me towards and needing? 
that is when you create that harmony because you've held that space for yourself to do that. And now you're not trying to tell other people how they should live their life because you're focused on yourself. And it's interesting because there can be this like, well, I want to help the world. Like, I want to help the world grow. I want to help the world rise. I want to make a difference and an impact. I want to help my community, all that stuff. Right. And that's beautiful. But it always has to start from leading by example and starting with yourself. And you can feel like, but I'm just one person. Like, I'm just focusing on myself. Is that selfish? And how can I really help other people? But it, with the energetics of it, in looking at, you know, human design and all of the different gates, it's woven into our energetic makeup that when we are, for example, um, doing what we love and unfiltering our voice, it naturally, without saying anything, telling anyone what to do, it inspires other people to start thinking, well, what do I love? And what am I not saying? And what is my truth that I want to speak? Just by simply using the high expression of your energetics. Um, so you tuning into what that is, sensing your own individual truth, naturally on this like energetic felt level, everyone else around you, you are making that impact in the world. And I think we've heard that a lot in our conditioning of like, you know, if you want to change the world, change yourself. But it's like, okay, but but what does that really mean? And how do you actually even know who you are and tune into what your truth is and um, coming to like listening to your body, letting your body lead that versus your mind, once again, comparing and saying like, well, that's a good person or that's what I should be doing or this is what I should do to help other people. Um, to change the world. It's always coming back to your own individual body. So it's kind of like a, what's that? Like not catch 22, but like, I want to say like reverse psychology where it's, um, you know, like Dana was saying, oneness is actually reached through individual uh, attunement. And same thing with like helping other people. It's always going to be about individual kind of enlightened selfishness of helping yourself first. Yeah. And like, if you know yourself, you know the world. There's, you know, I'm thinking about yeah. different um, philosophies and the yogic wisdom around that. You know, it's it's like through this self-mastery, this self-practice, there's an open openness to experience a higher level of universal consciousness. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's like on a superficial level, it's kind of a head trip. And mm -hmm. on a like deep, deep embodied level, it's like this is the only way it is, you know? So yeah. I kind of love that. And yeah. I love I love that you started to bring in, you know, like leadership in the new paradigm. Like what I heard you say was you have to lead yourself. And and also kind of like I have lots of conversations about purpose and and the the deeper I go in my own personal like purpose work and the more I guide other people around purpose, the more it comes back to like who you be. <laughs> Your purpose is who you be. Your purpose is who you be. Your purpose is who you are. Your purpose is the energy that you embody. Like you don't have to in some ways like try so hard to find it. Mm. What would you yeah. say about that? Like riff yeah. with me on like leadership and purpose in the new paradigm way from a human design perspective. Mm, yeah. So um, Dana and I both have things to say here. But, um, you know, your purpose in human design perspective is the energy that you're here to be in all of the things that you do. And that's with all of your gifts, your channels and gates with your cross of incarnation, um, which are, you know, comprised of your most powerful gifts and energies. 
And it's not one thing that you came here to do, right? And it's this energy, this frequency that you are in everything that you do. So when you have the languaging, at least we found it to be so powerful with human design, and you hear this language spoken to you of kind of trying to embody what that energy is, um, it you can start to reflect and see like how you've been that energy already. It's not like something outside of you that you have to go become. Um, it's this energy that you've like in every interaction, like, yeah, I have left that little energetic imprint. And in every creation, I have left that frequency. And it's not like um, it's not like you have to build it or become it. It's like this kind of little footprint that is just there. And it's like the most resonant footprint too, which is interesting. So in this new paradigm, you know, and and connecting with your purpose, it really is deconditioning and like releasing all the things that you thought that you had to be. And in that process of deconditioning, one thing that's just really fascinating me right now is how our unique individual stories and traumas and um, upbringings and family of origins and all of that, like that plays a part in our own individual deconditioning journey. While at the same time, we have this like, okay, if I just attune to my own individual truth and uh, strategy and authority, we would say in human design, um, then I can just decondition and shed all of that. So it's like, what is it? Is it helpful to have the awareness of my trauma and my upbringings and all of that? Or can I just tune into like, in this moment, what is my body telling me? And it's like, well, both. But there can be this tendency, I think, in this like spiritual space to not want to really acknowledge the pain of the world and the trauma of the world and like the, um, you know, that this crumbling that's happening, but also just this systemic oppression and uh, racism and sexism and uh, just these things that we've generationally passed down through our lineage that's now stuck in our body. And it's such an individual uh, trauma that now we're all holding that it's like, okay, I can reflect on, you know, my own perspective and I see whatever my own perspective is. Like the upbringing that I've had is like a biracial, like mixed person that has a mixed experience and and like is that me or is that my conditioning right like that's what i'm trying to say like the trauma that i've had like is that me or is that my conditioning and i think that we can get really stuck there we can get stuck in our stories or stuck in the past and like that is so helpful to help us kind of to help us decondition but in the end it's always coming back to your truth and your body in this moment to kind of like lead the next step forward into this being a leader of the new paradigm, into this deconditioning, into this uh, like honoring your own alignment and being that kind of like individual leader and then connecting to oneness and all that stuff that we've been talking about. So I've just been like having a trip about like, okay, like, yes, my individual story is me, but also it's not me. And like, what, how, how much is helpful? How much isn't like, where do I lean? Where do I go? And I think it's like every single step and moment, letting my body lead me of choose to choose like where I want to go, because along the way, I'm going to be de- deconditioning either way. 
But I think that we're all collectively feeling that because there's so much pain. There's so much heartbreak in the world. And we have to look at that. We have to feel that. Otherwise, we're living on like this this one side of polarity that's not really served. Like it's it's lacking depth. It's lacking that meaning. It's just like trying to stay in the light when it's like the dark is so it's it's it is the light. Like it's all connected. So anyways, that's my rant. Dana, what would you say there? Because you're so much more like uh, grounded than me. But that's just my 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 style, my vibe. Um, what was the question? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think there's so much there. I mean, this this conversation of purpose, the big thing that came to me first when we talk about this is I think that we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves around living our purpose. And we don't realize that living our purpose is the most natural thing. It's, it is, right? And that we can sort of relax into trusting ourselves. We can relax into our body's wisdom around our purpose. And I think in human design, when you get to do a reading and you hear specifically, this is your life purpose, most people feel really relieved because they're like, oh yeah, I am that. I can see places where I'm doing that. And also I feel inspired about how I can lean into that even more, about how I can amplify that even more. But it's this beautiful realm of like inspired and knowing that you can grow even more into that. And also like Phew, like I don't have to become something or push myself. I can really just lean into loving the the purpose that I have. So I think that's a big message is, you know, some people feel this like, do I actually have a purpose and will I ever actually find it? And, you know, in human design, we really, it's about the energetic mechanics of our energy body and how it works and how it all functions. And one of the most interesting things to me about human design is it really tells you how this sort of illusion of the human experience works like mechanically. And so every single person has this magnetic monopole that exists in your physical sternum and in your physical heart space. And this magnet is connecting. It's like this portal, they say, uh, connecting you to your highest self, connecting you to your soul and to like universal intelligence and divine order. And that magnet is magnetically pulling you to your purpose, to the place that you're meant to be, the people you're meant to be with. And when we follow our inner authority in our body, we actually allow that magnet to guide us. When we are living in our mind, we override the magnet. We pull ourselves away from our natural magnetic course. And that's why it feels like fighting. That's why it feels like swimming upstream because we are pulling ourselves away from this natural track. And when we listen to our body, we are surrendering to this natural magnetism that's being guided by higher planes of knowing, the higher intelligence of life. So that's been really supportive for me because the fact that you are always guided and supported in such a natural way is it just feels so good. Like this, it releases that pressure, right? And allows you to just be playful and real and present in that space of purpose. Um, so that's that's really what I wanted to say there. Yeah. And I just it just made me think of how, you know, in that conversation of like your conditioning and that pain and that heartbreak, like your mind and human design is it's here to observe. It's here to process. It's here to analyze, but it's not here to make those decisions. So we can use our minds to look at the pain and the trauma and like the shit storm that's happening right now in a lot of places <laughs> in the world. 
and then let our bodies lead us through that magnetic monopole through our authority of like, okay, what's the next step forward? Like, let's look at it. Let's acknowledge it. Let's talk about it. And let's not get stuck there, reliving it, rehashing it, just being in that place because that's what, how we identify. Um, Let's really like, what's the next step forward? Get out of our own way, if you will and let our bodies lead us versus our mind. So it's always this battle between like body versus mind in human design. And your mind is like, but I'm observing this. So because I can see this information, I should let that inform my next decision. And it's like, no, like we can just see something and just see it. And like, how powerful is that to just literally look at a sunset and not have to take a picture and do it. something with it or change yeah, it or talk about it. it. Like that's literally what you're doing with your trauma. You're just looking at it. Yeah, that's such a great point. And what you were when you were talking about that earlier, Shana, I was thinking about that word integration, like integrating your full self, all of the facets of yourself and being this spiritual being, having a human experience that has a human design that is an illusion of separateness, that has your conditioning and your trauma. <laughs> like there's all there's so many facets of us. And when we close out one part, it becomes our shadow. And like our mind is not the enemy. Our ego is not the enemy. We are designed to have all of these facets of ourselves. And the more we can have this like integrative wholeness and awareness and acceptance, I think that that is so healing. But then with all of that in mind, what is the thing that I listen to to steer this ship? You know, that's that's the crux. Mm. Yeah. I'm really just taking you both in <laughs> and your brilliance. and. um also, Shayna, thank you for saying let your body lead like I don't know how many times so far. And then <laughs> like then <laughs> I'm like, yes, 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 please do that. Yes. Um, it, this conversation's kind of making me think about, you know, like I have conversations about purpose all the time. That's kind of where this this question came from. And I'm really appreciating and I know that the listener is appreciating that energy of sort of like leaning back into what's what already is and you know part of what i guide people through um is connecting with like younger versions of themselves in their flow in their expansion in their bliss you know those moments where you got lost in time as a kid there's like an energetic to that before so much more conditioning piled on top that has such clues about the the essence of being your essence of being and inherently your purpose too you know and um dana i don't know as much about the magnetic monopole and am so appreciating the way that you express that that like literally there's this magnetism that happens when you stay embodied connected with the body following in human design language your strategy and authority in my language, like letting your body lead, really recognizing and and acting in alignment with the wisdom of the body. And what you said about when the mind gets too involved or brings up all the shoulds, you suddenly have this tension or this fight. Like that just feels like so important to amplify because I think people get really scared of the word purpose. You know, I'm kind of like, should I stop using that word? I don't know, you know? Um, <laughs> and it's just like remembering. And yet, yeah. sometimes that can feel really hard or there can be a lot of resistance to remembering. And, you know, Shana, 
one of your points around like looking at trauma, looking at the the pain. I too agree that that's so important, you know, like I personally have been on a long healing journey with like all the practitioners and all the modalities and all the like let me dive deep into my trauma and my shadow and and also I think that there that can really be a trap. Like yeah. we don't need to look at the stuff that we've maybe already mastered and I find that a lot of people in this self-development personal growth space have done so much inner work that they don't even realize that they're standing at the top of the fucking mountain and that they don't need to climb back down the mountain to pull up more shit. All they need to do from that place is trust themselves and discern, say yes or no, you know, let the body lead. Yeah. No, this person is not right for me. I don't need to explain it. I don't need to, it's just not in alignment right now. Or "Hmm, I'm going to say, yes to that opportunity because it feels right. And I don't need to go back into my trauma story to explain the why. And I think there's a certain point where it really can be that simple. And I also think that it's important to have people in community who can remind you that you already know who you are and remind you that like, yeah, you've got your story and your shit. We all do. And how simple can this be? This is something I've been thinking about a lot lately and like fascinated by like, if my default now is I'm healed, what if I was healed? If that was the default, instead of trying to turn in on myself and find something wrong with myself when I'm feeling an emotion, like it it changes things completely. It's like from the frame of I'm healed and I'm whole, if I feel an emotion, I can be like, okay, cool, emotion. I'm going to have a nap. What if I don't need to dig into where that comes from in my childhood? What if I've already turned all those stones over? So I'm on a rant now, and I don't even know how this connects to the conversation, but you both just inspired these different thoughts and feelings around this whole self-development process and the whole like being your purpose in the new paradigm and that being the leadership that we need. Yeah. And I think that with like trauma and um, that whole topic it's such an individualized experience right that it's like okay i feel like i don't i don't have any like things that are popping up in my body that i feel like are holding me back or i don't feel like i have these patterns that are replaying over and over and over again and i feel trapped in you know this cycle of abuse with my partner or uh you know having toxic relationships or having, you know, this fear that keeps popping up and I just really can't whatever. Right. So if you feel like you in this moment, it's always about this moment. Like, oh, now I have new information. Do I want to like, do I feel my truth is taking this and like, I have some uncovering to do here, or I can just take this information and make my next best whatever step, like let my monopole lead me. So it's like, your monopole, your authority is going to be guiding you towards like if you're tuning in, it's going to be guiding you towards what you can decondition, let go of what you can heal and what you can be like growing and focusing on and amplifying and changing and building and just letting be. And there's it's really fascinating because our mind wants to control everything and our mind wants to find comfort in everything. So sometimes our trauma can be comfortable 
And sometimes uh, experience of healing trauma can be addictive and can be like, okay, let's let's go back in and find some more. And like you can get this high from it. And reliving your traumas gives you a sense of validation of self. And it kind of feeds your ego and it also feeds just your mind of like saying like, I'm in control. I know this. This is familiar. This is who I am. This is I have more work to do here because that space feels safe, actually, even though it might be scary or, you know, whatever the experience is. So um, it's like always about like, okay, let me get out of my mind into my body. What is my truth right now? And what do I need right now? And there's just there is a lot of liberation through healing trauma, as you know and and have experienced i'm sure all of us well i know all of us have here um but with even with like the nervous system like there's like these physical things like every time i get a new piece of information i'm like oh my gosh that is why this and that is why that and this makes so much sense and like let me breathe through that and now like i've observed it i i validated something that was energetic and it was maybe just in 10 seconds i've observed it and now I don't have to like go to a shaman for that and talk about it for like the next year. I can just observe it with my mind and then not let my mind run the show from there. Let my body come back to my body. Let my body run the show. So it's always going to be like, are you letting yourself be ruled by your mind or are you letting yourself be ruled by your body? And it's going to be different for every single person in every single situation because we're all at different points in like our journeys. But yeah, I definitely feel for me the beauty of synchronicities too can sometimes I my mind can latch on like just we recently we were doing a breath work and like this trauma came up for me in my nervous system around like healing sexual energy and then I started reading um this sexuality manual that's in human design and it's talking about um gosh just so much that we've already like talked about already without even reading this book from Ra. And um and it's talking about how the two line can have this shy, which I'm a two four, can have this shyness around sexuality or this boldness. And sometimes your mind can identify with the shyness and uh the boldness can come out in other areas of your life that have nothing to do with your sexuality. So you're super overly bold in one area because you're kind of suppressing some sexual energy too much identifying with the shyness. So I read that and I was like, oh my gosh, that is what I've been doing. And I could take that and be like, this is my truth now. And I have to really work on this and really heal this and do that for the next two years. Or I can just literally say like, wow, another reflection of something that I felt energetically. And like, that's just more information that I have now. And in this moment with the decisions that I'm making, what is my body leading me to versus my mind? So that was just a small example of that. But hopefully that's kind of helpful because I think that you can think that when somebody's like leading in certain space that they've mastered like energetics or their purpose or their alignment or whatever, but it's like every day, every moment, there's synchronicities, there's things happening, there's reflections that pull up things that you've experienced. And it's up to you to listen to your body to let that lead you. So this is such a fascinating conversation. It's like where we've been at in our experience of life right now is like trauma, purpose, new paradigm, deconditioning, like all these words that we hear all the time. It's like really being in it and feeling it and mm -hmm. 
vibing out. I think sometimes the word deconditioning, I even, I, I shouldn't say even, like I as a human, I'm kind of like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, how do we actually do it? You know, and I don't know. I, f- I feel like I sometimes use different terminology to describe probably the same energy or action or behavior. Um, and maybe Dana, I'll ask you, like, what is deconditioning, period? Yeah. Like, like how do people do it? Like, mm-hmm. is, there, is there like a practical sort of step-by-step human design system for deconditioning? Yeah, I mean, it's a huge question that you just asked because for sure, all of the other words that you call deconditioning are all deconditioning. So releasing those limiting beliefs, um, releasing that programming of what, who you thought you had to be. You're, we are getting conditioning all the time from every single person around us and from the cosmic influences of astrology. When it's a full moon in Gemini, we are all being conditioned by that energy. It is changing us. So some conditioning is supportive and it brings us more into the highest expression and truest expression of ourselves. Other conditioning is just pulling us away from our truth. It's putting us out of alignment. So that's the conditioning that we want to release is any story, any program, any feeling or frequency that is causing us to second guess ourselves, to not act in in integrity with who we are. That is what we want to let go of. Now, how do we do that? Um, Definitely, it's always going to be about that making a choice as your aligned self starting in this moment. That is kind of the process, right? Our lives are a series of choices. And each choice that we make is our power, right? Our ability to navigate. And from this point right now, we can choose to really make that choice in integrity and in alignment with what our soul wants to be and who we really are, or we cannot. So I think that the more we make every little choice and even small things like, do I want to do this yoga practice because I feel like I should or because I want to seem spiritual or do I actually want to do it because I want to do it? Like those small little things and also the big things, all of those things add up and you start to just naturally remember who you are and all of the things that you're not fade away. And I do think it's so powerful to mentally observe who we're not that we've held on to. Um, But if we have an overemphasis on that, we end up gravitating towards who we're not versus remembering who we are. So that's not a simple question at all. And I'd like to argue that every person, that's the journey we're on. Like literally the journey of life is remembering who we are, um, having this self-love. And love is such a huge word and frequency that it is like impossible to describe in our human language, in my opinion. But love is everything. That is the goal in the end. So when we're talking about this self-development journey, when we're talking about our spirituality, when we're talking about building our awareness, all of that shit means nothing if it's not bringing you to more love. Mm -hmm. Like love is oneness. Love is God. Love is the universe. Love is trust. Love is abundance. Like love is so many things. And if our process is pulling us away from a love for ourselves and then a love for everything and everyone as ourselves, then we're not doing it right. So that's been something that's coming up 
big for me recently because I can have a tendency to be really hard on myself. And the more awareness I have, the more I'm like, yikes, bitch, like get your shit together. (laughs) And like that awareness is cruelty if it's not grounded in compassion and forgiveness and unconditional love. Yeah. So I wanted to say that anything that makes you feel love, real love, is part of your is the most powerful thing on your deconditioning journey, in my opinion. And that might be doing the inner child work where you love on your inner child and it's this traumatic, painful moment. But then the core frequency that's left is love. And so for me, it's like, what makes you feel love? And love is a feeling. And that's why we can't talk about it. It's this life force that we all know it. And the more that we can channel in with it, it's like, honestly, that's all I I give a shit about recently. Like anyone that I listen to, I'm like, they make me feel love. Like I feel, even if they're talking about pain and all these these other things, it's like, that's what's real to me in the end. That's like our healing force. Um, Yeah. I just want to name that as you speak about love, I literally in my body feel this like energy inside, definitely like in my heart space that's like expanded. It's expanding inside of me. And as you've continued to talk about it, it's a felt sense of this expanded energy outward that just feels beautiful. Like it, it, it's like, you're right. It's beyond words, the experience mm-hmm. of love. And yeah. yet I feel like I just had a little micro experience with both of you through this conversation of like, whoa, we're amplifying it right now. It's happening right now. I feel it in my system. The energy is expanding, you know, and and like you're preaching to the choir, sister. What's right angle cross the vessel of love? I know. I was just going to say you are a vessel of love, literally. And it's so special. So for anyone who doesn't know what that means, like Casey's incarnation cross in human design is literally the vessel of love. Her whole life purpose energy is about being that, guiding us towards that, especially through the body and honoring our physical temple, but in all different forms of love. And yeah, I mean, it's just, that's the most, anyone I meet with a vessel of love, I'm like, I honestly wish I had a better way to communicate how special your energy is. Mm -hmm. It's really hard because it feels like a platitude to be like, your purpose is the most important sacred thing in the world, but it is. And like, even just the love that I have for both of the women that I'm talking to right now, like, it's just so clear to me that that's, the end all be all like that's re- that's what's real in this whole illusion of the human experience in this whole game virtual reality of living our lives as this human being that's so complex and deep yeah. like the end all be all return all infinite circle loop is is always going to be love yeah and casey you're a facilitator of that love frequency to come through like facilitating this conversation and this frequency just naturally coming through right now Um, And I think our tendency with our mind and our conditioning and and what we've been uh, told is to try to control love and to and when I say that, I mean, like um, we can have this misconception that love means that we don't have boundaries, that we give ourselves away to everyone and we're just sacrifice ourselves for other people because we're so loving and we want to help everyone and we want to do what other people need us to do. And love is boundaries. Love is 
loving yourself. And it once again, coming back full circle to the beginning of this conversation, you have to have that self-love first and really understand what that that God energy of love feels like in your body to really love yourself before you can then be this energetic leader of love and or God or source or whatever you want to call it, um, that frequency in other people's lives. So when you said in the beginning, like, I love the shit out of myself, like, I literally that is my mantra. Like I do. I fucking love myself. Like I love myself. And that, the fact that that's radical to say is why why we need so much healing as a collective. Um, and just like a signpost. But I just, I feel like when you're listening to like, okay, love is, is my purpose and love is the truth and love is the goal, then really just not letting your mind kick in to say like, okay, well then I have to like, if I love my family, then I just need to just be that loving frequency and like do whatever they need. If I love my friends or my clients, like I should lower my prices to be, you know, so every single person can get it because that's love. And it's like, no, loving yourself is love. Um, all of that. So I love it. I mean, that's like, it's the difference between like the love that you're talking about, both of you, is the unconditional highest vibration love versus the conditional love or like codependent love. You know, yeah. it's like that's a that's kind of a superficial form of love. Yeah. Um, I don't know what wants to come through me right now, but it's a little bit of a riff. And <laughs> we'll wrap this it. up. Uh, that's just my disclaimer before I go on the riff. Um, I just was really brought back to my very first spiritual awakening was in Southeast Asia. I was in like a meditation experience and had been asking about like purpose, dharma, like what is my purpose? What was, I was kind of obsessed with it. And I was also in a space where I knew that there was changes happening in my life. And I'm like, okay, I'm on this big trip. I'm going to go back home. Like, what am I going to do with my job slash business? Like, I was in a job. I'd been doing stuff on the side. I didn't know if I should stay in the job, et cetera. I was also, you know, like relationships. All those questions were coming up. And it was the first experience for me ever of like meditation bringing about a sensation of spiritual truth. Uh, beyond just like calming the mind, reducing anxiety, feeling good in my body, et cetera. And it was like, your dharma is love. And and it came as a voice, but a felt sense that is indescribable with words and is almost, it feels cheesy every time I try to put words to it. Um, but it it literally like changed my trajectory. And it's fascinating to me how I was 25. I learned about human design when I was, what, 32? You know, and and even like the embodiment and let your body lead work. It's it's like human design has validated a thing that I already know. So that kind of ties in what we were talking about earlier. Um, but also recently, I had this other experience or awareness of me as a vessel of love where I was in another moment of questioning recently around like, am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? And I took some time off and went on a road trip. And it was part intentional and part just like my beingness where I care to bring the energy of love to any person I meet, to any situation I'm in, et cetera. So I met a lot of people and I made strangers my friend. And over and over again, I had this reflection back from these humans that I met 
that like they felt expanded into a higher energy. They felt like inspired to do something that was in alignment for them. And one of the best compliments that I received um, as someone who has used MDMA in a sacred ceremonial way, which is a massive heart opener. Um, one person who I met on that trip sent me a message afterward saying like being in your presence was like being on MDMA and not in the way like there's like a part of me that wants to it just it felt like it landed because it was like, yes, that's the frequency of love. You know, that's a that's a medicine that opens up that frequency of love. And it kind of just felt like this reminder for myself in that moment that like it has nothing to do with what I do. It has nothing to do with what I do. My purpose isn't what I do. It's who I be and it's the frequency I bring around. And it connected me with that like deeper level of purpose, really beyond work, really beyond business. And was such a reminder that like this is it. If I do this in every moment of every day when I wake up, with every person that I meet, that is me living my aligned path. And everyone has their own unique expression of that. And I just like, it brings me to tears because it's it's like we try so hard to like be a certain way. And circling back, it just, it already is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I have... I just had to breathe that in because yes, 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 yes. I, I cr- I'm like tearing up just hearing you say that because that is it. Like that is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, so frequency. like tying it back to new paradigm, I feel like we have a few intersections. We talked about like the new paradigm. We talked about leadership in the new paradigm and purpose being connected to being. and sort of the nuances and the complexity of deconditioning, healing, growth, et cetera. Like, what would you say to tie together this conversation about new paradigm leadership and the role of embodiment and healing and deconditioning? Like, what are your final words about that? Yeah, I want to say that, like, what's really coming up for me right now is that it seems like a lot of work or it seems like a lot of pressure to be responsible for helping this shift, helping this change in our collective, helping like make the world better. That seems like really big shoes to fill. And for me, that has been something that has discouraged me in the past. I felt like I'm one person, like how much can I really change? And what I want to say is that actually, when we are all just living and being as our true self and doing our best to show up in that way every day, um, it happens so fast. The change happens so fast. Your frequency heals people in a quantum moment. Like what this story that you were just sharing, Casey, about meeting these friends and just you being embodied and in your truth and you like just being Mm -hmm. um, set off this wave that inspired change in other people. And if every single person is doing that, being themselves, that change is amplified. The frequency shift can happen so quickly. So I guess what I what I think is really helpful is to really have a, a genuine sense of hope of like, it's not going to be that hard, right? Like if we allow ourselves, everyone, 
to be who we are, to focus on more self-love, to create the things that we feel called to create and to extend the love, acceptance, understanding that we have to others. If every single person is doing that, it can shift in a quantum moment. And for me, that's really helpful to be my my number one thing is like, we got this. Mm-hmm. It's not this crazy, insane, like un, undoable um, mission. It's something that is kind of like aligned and meant to be. And, and we are just the ushers of that experience. Well, and yeah. look at everything that's happened without our control mm-hmm. in the last few years. Like shit's being shaken up without us having mm-hmm. to put our fingers in the pot to shake it up. Yeah. Like life and the universe and all of the frequencies around are co-creating this shift quickly yeah. right. with us. And so in a similar way, it's almost like there's nothing to fucking do. Yeah. You have to yeah. trust life. You have to trust life. Like life in so many ways. Eckhart Tolle says this. We think that um, we are the dancer and life is our dance. And so we as the dancer have to dance our life. But actually, life is the dancer and we are the dance. So life is living us. Like there is this higher flow, this higher intelligence that we are vessels of. And like we for sure take our responsibility, take our accountability and do our part. But we have to just trust the flow of life and know that it's not about control or contriving the perfect ending. It's about showing up and doing our part, but also like letting the flow of life live us. Yeah. And that's that love, like God frequency um, that we were talking about. And I think that when when we talk about like, there's so much to do um, kind of energy and settling into, you know, there's nothing that it is just who you are. There's nothing that you need to do. Um, I also just want to add to that of like letting each moment um, choosing how you want to use each moment to step more into your truth. And I think that's important because when something crazy happens, like the pandemic or like getting fired from your job or like getting into an f- argument with your partner or real life shit, right? Because when when I think of, you know, there's nothing you need to do, I can get swept up in my day. And in the busyness and in all the projects and the things and family and friends. But coming back to like, okay, there's always going to be new information. There's always going to be change. There's always going to be things that shift on this physical plane that we're in. And letting each new moment, my job isn't to go out there and like try to figure out what's going to happen next. And like, how are things going to shift and change? That way I can outsmart the system. My job is to say, okay, in this moment with the new information in front of me, how can I use this to help me decondition and step more into my truth? And I think that's really it. Like that's the work, if you will. Um, The the other side can be that like, I have to decondition. What can I possibly do to decondition more and more and more so I outsmart the system? And it's a really like this present moment has everything you need for what deconditioning and healing and stepping more into your truth and listening to your body that you need. So yeah, being present always comes back to that, always comes back to this moment. That's all you need to do and stepping more into your truth, letting your body lead, mm. um, listening to what your body's telling you. So, Let's do a tally at the end for the let your body leads. 
I'm oh, thinking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so this is hilarious. Uh-huh. I have uh, two clients who are husband and wife. And when I posted yesterday that I was having you on the podcast, and I think I might have texted you this a bit ago. Uh, one of them sent me a message and was like, I've got the fridge stocked because they're playing a drinking game. Where every time that they, they're like, every time we hear the word queen or goddess, because they listen to a couple other episodes where we've talked together and we were like full on and like, she's a goddess, queen, bad bitch, you know, whatever. They were like, every time we hear that word, we're going to drink. And it was like a funny thing. And I, I told him, uh, the one client that like, I'm going to give you a new word, but not until after the episode is done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is for you when mm-hmm. you're listening to this, dear clients. Drink every time you hear, let your body leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're wasted by now. For sure. <laughs> Which I'm going to listen back and I'm just going to yeah. do that for fun because Sounds life like fun. is fun. Life <laughs> is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, I hope that's not offensive. I'm like, oh, no, it's oh, not. No, like no, we, no. we can love be it. playful with ourselves and our like our little yeah. habits and sayings, etc. Yeah. yeah. Every time. So in, in serious no seriousness, though, um, or not, Shana, just like <laughs> what you said about like. All you got to do is like be in the now and life is going to life is going to live you. That was yours, Dana. Um, I just feel like every time I get to share presence with the two of you, it's like salve on my soul. It's like medicine for me. So I appreciate it so mm. much. And you both have like some fucking incredible things going on, like Bali retreat, deconditioning, new paradigm leadership retreat. You've got like human design reader training. You've got HD besties membership. You've got like physical boxes. You've got courses. You've got all the things. Uh, talk about it. <laughs> for, for, for the person listening who's like, okay, yeah, I want to engage in this like human design work more. I love these two bad bitches, goddess queen <laughs> on this podcast. Um, where would you guide them? Yeah. So you can go to our website, which is daylunalife.com, and you can generate your chart for free there. Um, You can also find a plethora of resources. We do have a book coming out in January. It's going to be on shelves. It's called Your Human Design. And that is an amazing place to start, whether you're a beginner or not, um, because it's all about embodying your design and what that really looks like and how you can really practice it. It's also gorgeous and um, has a lot of fun, like quizzes and uh, recommendations for crystals and oils and meditations and things all based on your design. So um, that's available anywhere books are sold. You can also get it on our website. And then, um, yeah, there's so many, everyone's unique. So we have so many different ways to connect. We have ritual kits. We have a training if you're wanting to learn the whole system and weave it into your current business or with your clients or just with your family and friends or understanding yourself like in a holistic way. Um, and then we have our membership, which is your human design besties. And that's monthly mini courses that come out and transit calendars that are super helpful. Um, and we meet every month to, uh, connect and share in ceremony and, and human design. And then our Bali retreat, which is happening in March. And there are a few spots left as of right now that we're recording. Um, 
And that is in Bali, March 25th to the 31st. And it's all about new paradigm leadership. Um, It's a personalized retreat. And that was really important to us. And meaning we really take into account your entire human design. We create a personalized deconditioning workbook based off of your chart and your business or your vision or where you're transitioning right now in your life. And the blocks that you've had coming up and we do breath work. We're going to do so many deconditioning practices, but also a lot of practices to amplify your vision and your highest expression as a unique individual. So it's going to be powerful and it's already so potent that I'm like uh, really charged up like throughout this creation process with this retreat, but lots of many different things. And then there's our podcast. If you want to learn more about if you're like just coming to human design, and half the stuff that we talked about was went over your head. That's okay too. Um, because we got into some deep layers in human design in this conversation, which was so fun. So yeah, daylunalife.com, everything's there. I love it. Congrats on writing a book. That's a big mm. deal. Yeah. Thank you. Big deal. Yeah. I love it. Um, thank you so much, both of you, for coming on today and sharing your energy and being your true authentic selves it's always such a pleasure to be in conversation with you thank you so much for having us we love you with all of our heart and soul and we always feel so blessed and expanded to get to spend time and space with you so i'm just so grateful for this meeting and to be able to share this with all of your listeners and our listeners so thank you for having us Mm, my pleasure Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to hear what you thought of this episode, what stood out to you, and also what questions you have. I'm sure I can speak for Dana and Shana that they are happy to field some of those questions and guide you to where you might want to go as it relates to human design. And I too am also happy to answer any questions that you might have about new paradigm leadership. I would call it embodied leadership because, you know, like I said in the the very beginning, the intro, embodiment is the way of the future. And if you know in your bones that this is true and you're curious about how you can use skills and tools and practices from the realms of embodiment, then you might be interested in the Let Your Body Lead facilitator training. We are kicking off this training April 2023, though enrollment will open to the public soon. So, get ready for that. The Let Your Body Lead facilitator training is for you if you want to become an embodied leader. If you're looking to go deeper into your own embodiment journey, as well as facilitate epic client results for others using the Let Your Body Lead method and build your body-centered work or business in this really aligned way, then, well, That's what the Let Your Body Lead Facilitator training is for. The Let Your Body Lead method incorporates embodiment skills and practices, coaching tools, wisdom from ancient traditions and your ancestry, as well as science. All of these different modalities woven together to help you take yourself and take your clients on a deeper transformational journey. And you know, there's also some business offers, sales skills, because I want you to be successful doing your most aligned purpose-driven work. If this is something that you're interested in, you can head to letyourbodylead.com and go to the work with me page, check out step two, and or just send us an email at info at worthyandwell.com or DM me on Instagram at worthyandwell or at Casey May Berglund, and I will respond with more information. 
As always, I so appreciate you being here. Thank you for supporting the Purpose Map podcast, for leaving your ratings and reviews, for sharing your insight and wisdom, for being present to receive the wisdom of guests like Dana and Chena. And I just can't wait to see what 2023 has for us. So take really good care and I'll look forward to chatting with you soon. Bye for now.